Zombify. It's Dynasty Day here on the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Hello, everyone. I'm Bird. This is soon to be Jake. Jake, probably one of the most anticipated shows of the year where we look at all the rookies and tell all you Dynasty players who we're going to draft. And I know, Jake, you have your Dynasty draft this weekend. I know you're probably very excited for it. Um, how the heck are you, sir? Doing well, bud. Doing well. How prepared are you for your uh, for your dynasty draft? I'm always prepared. Of course, of course, man, man, man of the people, man of preparedness. Um, yes. So we are going to be talking about the the rookies. Um, I wonder what the best way to just kind of to just kind of do this is. Um, so I think what we'll do is we'll just give our top ten, and then we'll kind of just look at our overalls and just find uh, different things to talk about before we before we get to that. I had mentioned on the winners and losers of the draft show, there was a one quick question about Trey Lance, and this question comes from Anthony. Jake, where is Anthony from? Portland, Oregon. A beautiful place. So Anthony asks, I received a trade offer in my Dynasty League, 10 teams, full PPR. Not that it really matters. But he said, the offer that he received... He has the one seven. So he's he's a contender. He has Trey Lance on his roster. And he was offered the two five for Trey Lance. Jake, does he take it? I sure as shit would. I kind of think you do. I 100% would. I mean, the guy's not even going to, that's not even. A question. I can't believe somebody's actually offering you something for Trey Lance. That honestly is the is the biggest surprise because I know we talked about this. We can actually have this full Trey Lance discussion right now. Where's he going? Like where where is there a spot where you look at it and you say, okay, that could be a place where he starts. There's only yeah. two that I could think of: Washington would... and Atlanta. Yes, there's one more in there. I think Tampa too. He might be able to win the job. Hmm, sure. And also, I mean, it's never he's never going to get traded because it's in division. But you can see, like maybe Arizona giving him a shot for a year to show what he, show what he can do. Sure. Um, maybe if the Rams would like a developmental guy behind Matthew Stafford, if they don't want it to be Stetson Bennett. Sure, I think Stetson can play though. Um, let me think here. Maybe maybe Minnesota if they resume talks with the Vikings, sure. a guy behind Kirk Cousins. Outside he's, of coming, that. he's coming in as a backup to potentially be the next guy let, behind a guy who's a bridge. Let me ask you something. Did sure. Mike McDaniel overlap with Trey Lance in San Francisco? I think he did, right? He I did think the, for a his year. rookie year. For a year. Maybe. Maybe. Who's the backup in Miami this year? Is it Jacoby Brissett? Uh, no, Jacoby Brissett is in Washington, I believe. Okay, who's the backup for the... Uh, is it still Teddy Bridgewater, or is that... It is. Oh, oh, we're both idiots. It's your good buddy, Mike White. Oh, it's Mike White. Oh, shit. Yeah, you, I, can... I just see it already. Two is hurt. Oh, when the Jets what? come to town, Mike yep. White throws for 375 and three, and the Dolphins win. Not not these same old I mean look man these 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 are not the, the same old Jets don't get Aaron Rodgers I'll tell you that much but Oh no 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 I'm I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to be a bad team or anything I'm just no. saying they're gonna, they're going to get Mike Whited. Oh they they might but I don't know I in, I feel in like in Miami in Miami very important to point out if it's in the Meadowlands then then yeah I don't who, I don't who really, knows uh, I don't I don't fuck with that ish 
Yeah, but honestly, though, I could see them taking Trey Lance. Still, I, I think Trey Lance is better than Mike White. Um, an odd, yeah. an odd landing spot for him. What about the Patriots? Two teams that have done quarterback trades together in the past. Maybe. Um, it, it be, they they have to have somebody other, other than Mac Jones and and Bailey Zappi. I don't know. I just feel like Belichick's very weird. Like, oh, he's a I weird think, guy. It, like, I don't think Belichick wants a guy that runs. I I don't know, man. Like, lead the Patriots. I don't I don't see the Patriots. I could see the Dolphins more than the Patriots if anything like that. But, um, yeah. So, let's go into our rookie ranks, and what we'll do is we'll just break down our our top twelves and. Then we'll talk about some of the guys that are on the outside looking in. So my top 12 at number 12, I have Dalton Kincaid, the tight end out of Utah. Number 11, I have Zach Charbonnet, the running back out of UCLA. Definitely talk more about him in a minute. Number 10, I have CJ Stroud, the quarterback out of Ohio State. Nine, I have Devin A. Chain, the running back out of Texas A&M, now playing with Miami Dolphins. Number eight, I have Anthony Richardson, quarterback out of Florida, who's now with the Indianapolis Colts. Seven, I have Bryce Young out of Alabama, now with the Carolina Panthers. Six, I have Quentin Johnson out of TCU, now with the Los Angeles Chargers. Five, I have Zay Flowers out of Boston College, currently with the Baltimore Ravens. Four, I have Jordan Addison, the wide receiver out of USC, currently with the Minnesota Vikings. Three, I have Jameer Gibbs, Alabama, now with the Detroit Lions. Two, Jackson Smith and Jigba out of Ohio State, the Ohio State University, excuse me, uh, now with the Seahawks. And the number one, B. John Robinson, the running back out of Texas, now with the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, so um, at number 12, I have uh, Rache Rice from the Kansas City Chiefs. At number 11, I have Michael Mayer. At number 10, I have Dalton Kincaid. At number 9, I have C.J. Stroud. At number 8, I have Anthony Richardson. At number 7, I have Bryce Young. At number 6, I have Quentin Johnson. At number 5, I have... Um, Zay Flowers at number four. I have Jackson Smith and Jigba at number three. I have Jordan Addison at number two. I have Jameer Gibbs and at number one, I have Bijan Robinson. Yeah. I, let's just let empty the cat out of the bag there. I like I like Addison a lot better in fantasy long-term than I do, uh, with, uh, Jackson Smith. It's not a good landing spot for him. I mean, he's the third receiver. You know Tyler Lockett will still be getting his. Maybe they do something with him at the end of this year. But I'm more of like a shorter term thinker in Dynasty. I don't. I just think so much can change, man. It, it would, you know, you think, oh, well, one day he's going to be the number one. Well, you know what? Maybe next year they draft another receiver that's better than him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I I can't forecast the future here. And also, next year is like an eternity for me. Like, I'm trying to win something now in in fantasy. Jordan Addison is a phenomenal. Phenomenal pick in fantasy next year. He's a very safe floor with the Minnesota Vikings. He is going to get his with Kirk Cousins. You know how many favorable matchups he's going to see with Justin Jefferson on the other side of him? The sky's the limit, man. With TJ Hawkinson, too, over the middle of the field? Yeah. Like, and the division that he's in is also very favorable. Very favorable, man. And you know Kirk Cousins can fling the rock, particularly at 1 o'clock on Sundays. So, mm-hmm. um. Give me the floor. And with, is is there really a scenario with Geno Smith, as much as we love the story of Geno Smith and how Geno Smith is a great feel-good story, is there a chance where you're telling me we like Kenneth Walker in fantasy, we think Zach Charbonnet can contribute, 
We we saw what D, we obviously know DK Metcalf is going to get his. We saw Tyler Lockett stun us all last year, right? Remember how out we were on Tyler Lockett preseason? Oh my God, very out. Very out, and look what he did. One of the biggest misses by anybody in the fantasy industry, to be quite honest. Exactly. You're trying to tell me Geno Smith is going to support like four guys and, and make them really fantasy elite? It's a tough sell. Sure. And in and my defense, I think we're definitely um, different sort of thinkers when it comes to dynasty. I do look at the long-term value as much as I look at the short-term value. Well, well, let, yeah, I'm sorry, buddy, but uh, continue. So when I look at when I look at Jackson Smith and Jigba, I also look. I have you have to look at Tyler Lockett, and you have to say to yourself, okay, Tyler Lockett's going to be 32 years old. You don't know how many good years he has he has left in him. And if anybody last year, he's got plenty of good years left. But he's on the last year of his deal with Seattle. Seattle can let him walk at the end of the year, and then you're looking at Jackson Smith and Jigba with DK Metcalf, and it turns into a very similar situation for both. Jackson Smith and Jigba and Jordan Addison. The thing where I'm kind of lower on Addison a little bit, a little bit, because I, I love the fit for Jordan Addison. I'm not saying that I don't, but I also look at this and I'm saying, okay, DK Metcalf, you know he's going to get his, but you know Justin Jefferson is going to get his. Yep. And I think that's where I kind of differ and I kind of see, contrary to what you see actually, this year, I do kind of see a safer, well, longer term. I won't say I won't say for this year because this year Jackson Smith and Jigba kind of profiles to be a wide receiver three for his team, and then Jordan Addison is the clear cut wide receiver two. But I think going forward, I, I do kind of see Jackson Smith and Jigba with potentially more growth than I do with Jordan Addison. Whereas I I don't really see a time ever barring something absolutely disastrous happening with Justin Jefferson where Jordan Addison is ever the number one receiver on the Minnesota Vikings. Could there be a world where Jack Smith and Jigba is the number one B in Seattle with the amount of catches that DK Metcalf gets in a year where we're only, he's only really topping out at 80, 85 on the high end. Yeah. yeah there's definitely a, a possibility where we see Jackson Smith and Jigba have a 70, 75, hell even higher than DK Metcalf on a receptions basis for, for the course of a season. Now, what I will say with both is I don't love the quarterback situations going forward for either one of them. Obviously, Geno Smith just got the contract extension. Don't know what the long-term thinking is with Seattle beyond Geno Smith. Kirk Cousins on a one-year deal. Don't know what the what the future holds with that. So the quarterback play is very, very important. Where I think we look at we look at Zay Flowers with Baltimore. We look at Quinton Johnston with the Los Angeles Chargers, much more comfortable quarterback situations. But in terms of talent and opportunity, I think Jackson Smith and Jigba and Jordan Addison absolutely, by leaps and bounds, take it over Zay Flowers and Quinton Quint Johnston. Although I will say, I think Zay Flowers is going to be, he'll be decent. He'll, yeah, I he'll, trust, he'll be I just trust Kevin O'Connell a lot more than I do Pete Carroll, especially. Sure, sure. Um, and that's a fair point. Yeah, for sure. And and look, you can't forecast this stuff, man. Like Tyler Algier is good for the trash almost. Like he's nothing more than a fantasy handcuff now. Like you were thinking that maybe he could be the guy next year. You look at Rashad Bateman. Remember when he was a rookie? Sure. You know, um, it, it's just these things you can't predict the future. Like Damian Pierce too. Like remember how promising he was? Well, there's Devin Singletary now to be annoying. Yeah. 
we need to look at right now as well. And even Michael Carter, remember when, when his rookie year, he looked promising. Well, we're going to go out there. We're going to get Brees Hall. So um, I don't know. I, I just think the, the floor is just much safer with Addison and you almost have to think kind of outside the box because when are these rankings ever in line with what actually happens? So I feel like you kind of have to be a little bit different. And that's where I tend to, you know, think, hey, it's kind of like a, it's not, I hate to compare the two, but it's kind of like a March Madness bracket, right? With all your upsets, you mm-hmm. kind of have to have some twists and turns with your rookie rankings. And it's the strategy that I've gone with, actually, the, the last couple of years. And just I'm in year five now of a dynasty league. It's paid off. Like I had Cam Akers as like my RB like three his rookie year early returns were really good and hey honestly like we just said we'd rather have cam Akers and deandre swift i'd rather have him than clyde so i would say that's that's a feather in my cap there yeah. um last year i had christian watson ahead of jameson williams i would much rather have christian watson this year yeah you know christian watson is going to be uh, ready to go opening day yeah well, and also, I mean, Jordan, remember, I think Jordan Love is actually going to be pretty good with, with Christian. I think Watson will be okay. I'm not too sure about the other pieces, but remember, when he came in that game, um, he, he had the GPS. Point. Like, yeah, we, we liked what we saw. But yes. just getting back to these rookies, um, I will say a lot of these guys have very, very safe floors. I, I Like, I think they will contribute. Do I think that there will be a definitive league winner outside of the top two guys like these rookie receivers i'm i'm not i'm not quite there yet like i don't think there's a justin jefferson um like we saw with garrett garrett wilson last year uh chris olave last year i don't think these guys are of that tier um i just don't think they have the opportunity that either of those guys had so the next thing that i that i definitely wanted to do is i wanted to look at the core positions i want to look at running back and i want to look at wide receiver and i just want to look at some guys that we don't necessarily have in our top 12s but we probably have in our top 24s and just kind of look at some of those guys and see, you know, what the limit is with them. And I, I just want to start uh, with the running backs very, just very quickly going, going through, going through them. Uh, Zach Charbonnet. I know I have him in my, in my top 12, Jake, did you have him in your top 12? No. Yeah, you did. Okay. So he's my, he's my 14th best player. So it's, it's, it's pretty close. If you're a Kenneth Walker owner and you're picking in the first round, you, you have to take that kid almost like you have to. You have to find a way to take that kid at some point. Yeah, and it may it may require you you definitely reaching for him. If you don't have any other holes, then then I think Zach Charbonnet will be will be absolutely worth it. But I think yeah. anybody who was looking for because I mean, pre draft, I had Zach Charbonnet in my top seven, and now, oof, not good. I mean, shit, it's, man. It's I mean, not, I'm, it's, it's not good. I, I I just let me ask you. Would you potentially consider if someone were to offer you a late first round pick, say in a 12 team, someone offers you one nine, would you trade Kenneth Walker for the one nine? Hell no. What? Okay. That is, I, w- I wouldn't trade Kenneth Walker for anything above like pick one, two in the, in this dynasty draft. Okay. Hell no. What if, it, what if it's what, what if it's one nine and. Uh, let me have a look. One nine and Josh Jacobs. Now that's a little different. Um, if I was a good team, I think I. But I also don't think Josh Jacobs is having that type of year again. Like that's that's another thing. 
Um, I, I probably, I, pr I probably wouldn't do it, man. I think too many people are, are wrongfully jumping ship on. I'm going to say this a lot before fantasy drafts. I think too many people are wrongfully jumping ship on Kenneth Walker. Like, bro, there's so many abysmal second round running backs that have been drafted over the years. Like, Keyshawn Vaughn was a second. Not, not every single running back drafted in the second round is good. <laughs> like, that's true. People, people need to relax here. Like, and we forget that the the remember when the, the Seahawks drafted. Uh, Rashad Penny in the first round. Everybody was, you know, anointing him as the second coming. Right. R relax. Like, trust me. It's going to be all right with Kenneth Walker. By the, the dip. The 1-9 and, and Nick Chubb. Okay, now that I do. Because Chubb okay. is... Yeah, okay. Chubb's better than Kenneth Walker. Okay. And you have uh, about, like, another solid three... Really three good years left with... Yeah, uh, now that I do. That's a lopsided okay. trade, though. Uh, Kendra Miller, the running back at TCU, now at the New Orleans Saints. He is interesting if Alvin Kamara gets suspended for six games. Yeah. Just, I don't think it's going to be that great of an offense uh, in New Orleans with Derek Carr. It's sure. not exciting, but I mean, shit, bro. I'm looking at this board. Like, there's a lot of quality handcuffs in this draft. Like, Tank Bigsby, I think he's a good handcuff. If you're a Travis Etienne manager, you... Second round. Like, Second round. You got to do it. Yeah, like, there's him... Um, what do you call it? There's it was Charbonnet who we talked about, Shane who's kind of a handcuff, not really. There's um, another one that I'm going to get to in a minute. Yeah, you kind of have to go down the board a little bit. I mean, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'll just I know drop where you're him going. right. I was dropping right now. If Brees Hall's not ready to go yep. for week one, is he a Banacanda? Yep, he's that's, he's the best money. Yeah, no, he's the Jets' best running back after Brees Hall. I think he's better than Michael Carter as it is right now. I do too. I do too. I'm, I think I think we know what the coaching staff thinks of Michael Carter. Uh, I don't think Bam Knight was good enough where people are, you know, clamoring for him to be the next running back after Brees Hall. Uh, they got a Panacanda as a, at a steal. Yeah. I had him as a top one hundred player, and the Jets get him in what was it round five? Yeah, pretty like, late round five. One eighty four overall. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. A 200th overall. Wow, I'm looking at it now. Yeah. Yeah, I have it as a top 100 player. I, I I love, love, love the value that you're potentially getting with Izzy Abanacanda. I have as my, as my overall player 25 right now. That is just off of, he's going to the New York Jets, could be in line for some starts right away. If you're looking for a guy to maybe be a Band-Aid the first couple of weeks of the season, if Brees Hall's not ready to go, is great. But if you're a Brees Hall manager, you have to find a way to get him. It wouldn't shock me if one day this kid has standalone value too. Would um, not shock me either. Yeah, and as somebody that does roster in Dynasty, Michael Carter and uh, Zonovan Bam Knight, I am very interested in because I'm in a little bit of a different situation here. I'm trying to accumulate some draft picks because I don't like this draft, um, and I don't have a second round pick because I I want a lopsided trade. Like I don't want to get too far into it, but I don't have a second round pick this year. I'm trying to accumulate a second round pick to get guys like this, like. That's why somebody offered me, I think it was 2-3, 2-5, and 2-10 for 1-7. I'm thinking about it, but, you know, I'm thinking about it, but I'm not quite there yet. Right. If that makes sense. But this is the type of guy that I want to draft. Like him, like a I want to draft people's handcuffs to be like, make it enticing me for them and, and, have, and, and, and dangle them. And yes, and then more importantly, people may maybe overdraft their handcuffs. Sure. I'm saying because I think one seven is a bad spot to be in this draft. If I was in the top five or six, um, I would feel a lot better getting one of these receivers. I don't really love Quentin Johnston enough, and I roster Keenan Allen too. Right. Um, 
I also just don't really love the player for, for what it's worth. That um, we, we we both were down on him. Yeah, like it, maybe like Zay Flowers would be would be interesting for me. Um, mm-hmm. but I think he's kind of like the cutoff. Yeah. To where it's kind of like a crapshoot. But yeah, man, like that he's one hundred percent a good pick. Like I, I think he could have standalone value for sure one day for this Jets offense. Maybe even as a rookie standalone value. I wouldn't be shocked. We mentioned we mentioned these next two in the winners and losers show, but Tajay Spears out of Tulane, now the backup to Derrick Henry in Tennessee. Uh, he's definitely a project. He's a wait and see. He could get on the field on third and long situations, given his acumen for catching the football, his speed out of the backfield. He's interesting. I just don't know how you could really take him in anything other than middle of the second round in rookie drafts. Yeah, I agree. And remember, Mike Vrabel. Um, yep. As well. Yep. You, yeah. You've said enough for anybody who's listened to this podcast long enough. Mike Vrabel and, hates fantasy. And, and another interesting running back before we transition. How about my guy Zach Evans going to the Rams? As a Cam Akers sure. manager, I'm interested. I think he's much better than Kyron Williams. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I think Zach Evans is definitely your backup there. Yeah. So, and then how, interesting. And, and then I mentioned him as well. Uh, Roshan Johnson. Formerly out of Texas, now in Chicago. I think he's there is a clear pathway for for playing time with him. You know, he's always do his overtake Deonta Foreman and Khalil Herbert. I don't think it's impossible. Tough, maybe impossible. No. Did the Arizona Cardinals draft anybody? Or are they still just? Um, tanking? I don't think they did. So wow, think- okay. So James Conner by default may have some value next year. Yeah, I, I have I have him in the in in the, in the twenty range. In the twenty range, so uh, let's go to the rece- the receivers. Uh, your guy Marvin Mims now in Denver. I think he does enough to affect to affect the receiving core. I think he probably is your new KJ Hamler, and maybe he gets a little bit more where he becomes a pain in the ass for the likes of uh, Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick, I think, is a, is a huge loser from that. Courtney yeah. Sutton, I think, takes a bit of a hit. Uh, Jerry Judy, I think, is okay. But it's I'm just not, not like I was really convinced with him to begin with, if that makes sense. He's not a top 24 option for me. Yeah, I just don't see the ceiling with Mims, unfortunately. I, I, I Not a great landing spot. Um, no. I'm just checking to see where I have uh, Judy in my just box standard dynasty ranks. I have Judy. All right, I have Judy What right as my wide receiver 24. Yeah. I like a guy like Josh Downs. I think he was a, a, in a nice uh, landing spot within the Very good spot for him. Yep. Very, so. very, very good spot for him. Uh, and one that I definitely want to talk about, who I think probably out of all the I, – I think you could make probably make a case out of all the receivers, probably has the clearest pathway to becoming a number one receiver this year. Despite where he was drafted, I thought, they, I thought the Carolina Panthers reached for him. But Jonathan Mingo out of all nah, this you- – you think he can be their number one this year? I think he can. I think he uh, do. I think he will be. No, but can he be? Yes, because I think you look at what is what's he competing with for, with, with DJ Carolina? Chark and, and Adam Thielen and Terrence Marshall. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I actually have two guys that I think could be number one receivers this year. One in particular, huh? I think one could be. Let me let me let me paraphrase what I'm about to say. So okay. I think one guy could be a number one receiver for his team, and I think the other guy can end up being the best receiver in this whole rookie class, just based on the situation. I think Jalen Hyatt could be the best receiver on the Giants next year. I, I and I wasn't wrong the, with that. I wasn't the biggest Hyatt guy coming out, but he has a clear pathway to playing time. Yes, he what's does. He comp- what's he competing against with the Giants? He's competing against Isaiah Hodgins, 
Um, Paris Campbell. Like, there's not much there. Not much there. And also, would you be shocked if Cedric Tillman is the best rookie at his entire class when it's all said and done? No, and we're close we both, to it. We both were huge on Cedric Tillman. Uh, like, I, I really like that fit with the Cleveland Browns. I think Elijah Gimme Gimme more is he's not even Gimme Gimme more anymore. Just forget him. He's done. Give me, give me something. Yeah. Um, so, what was interesting, I to cut you off, but the one thing that I said when Jalen Hyatt was picked on Friday, I said, oh boy, because of course I was watching with, with, with Giants fans. I was like, I'd like the other Tennessee receiver more. And then the next yeah. pick, bam, Cedric Tillman. I was like, oh my guy, there he is. I agree. Yeah, man. I, I think Hyatt's got a nice pathway. Is Wandell Robinson ready to play too next year for the Giants? I know he had a knee so, surgery last year. Yeah, so so Wandell right now, they they are hoping that he's going to be ready to go for, for training camp. That was the other receiver that I forgot about, Wandell. He, they expect that he'll be ready to go for training camp, but not sure yet. But don't worry, Paris Campbell is still there. Oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. I was so nervous. Thank yeah. goodness. Paris Campbell is, is there to save the day. But no, I, 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 I listen, I think I have Jonathan Mingo at seven. I have Jalen Hyatt at eight. I have Cedric Tillman at nine. I think those are all great values you're potentially getting in round two as guys that have potentially really, really high ceilings. I mean, what are we talking about with Tillman? Tillman could be the best receiver. I don't know if he's going to be better than Amari Cooper, but can he be the, the second receiver for the Cleveland Browns over Donovan Peoples-Jones? Yeah, he definitely can be. Uh, Jalen Hyatt, I mean, who's look who he's up against, like we said. And Jonathan Mingo, look who he's up against. And fellow rookie with with Bryce Young. They're going to get plenty of time together, Bryce Young and, and Jonathan Mingo. I really, really think that – I just want to preface this also by saying, even though I think that Jonathan Mingo – has a pathway. I think he's relevant in redraft as well. I'm not going crazy to draft him. Like, I, I don't want people to take this as, oh, take Jonathan Mingo at 111, 112. No, he's a firmly, he's firmly entrenched in the second round, but he's definitely a guy with significant upside. Yep. Uh, and then let's look at the tight end. So obviously Dalton Kincaid, uh, Michael Mayer, I, is it crazy to say the landing spot for Mayer is better than the landing spot for Kincaid? Yeah, no, we talked about this in the last show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, I, I completely agree. So, and, and then when and, we look at the other tight ends that are on the board, uh, first of all, uh, Sam Laporta, obviously we talked about the whole situation of why the fuck the Lions did that, you know, whatever it may be. Jake, do you see Sam Laporta be, being relevant this I year do. and beyond? I do, actually. Yeah. Um they're they're going to throw the ball. The Lions are not afraid of airing it out. Um I don't know how much they utilize the tight end in their offense, but hey, they drafted the kid high in the second round for a reason. They're going they're going to use him. We would yes. think. So yes. um should definitely be on the radar. Agreed. And then Luke Musgrave went to Green Bay. Uh two questions for you, Jake. One, would you rather have Luke Musgrave or Tucker Craft, the other tight end that they drafted? Number Musgrave. 1. Musgrave. Uh Musgrave for me as well. And then number two, does the addition of Musgrave impact Christian Watson at all? Should Christian Watson dynasty managers be concerned? No, I think the Romeo Dobbs uh, managers are are I, I, not a good weekend for Romeo Dobbs. No, uh, not at all. No, not at all. But then the the one tight end, there's two actually that I want to talk about. Uh, let's start with this one first. Darnell Washington drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jake, there were some rumblings actually that 
the Steelers could actually use Darnell Washington as a swing tackle, and he would not play tight end. No, there's no way, man. That's the word on the street. That is that is that is bold, man. Um, I mean, look, he, he he definitely can do it. If you look, if you look at the size, six seven, two seventy, he can do it. Nah, man, come on now. He's he's too good of an athlete to play. Just he can still catch the football. Oh, he can catch um, football. There's no doubt about it. And he's got four six four speed, so he's he, he's no slouch. Yeah, I'm probably not rushing to draft him though. I was gonna say it's not. He didn't get. No. That wasn't the best spot for him, and I don't think Pat Fryer moved is taking much of a dip either um, with Darnell Washington. So unfortunate, but here's yeah. the one that I'm most interested in, given the the history of tight ends in this Shoemaker. Offense. Yep, Luke Shawmaker yeah. out of uh, Michigan, totally to agree. If you're, I have him as my 33rd overall player. I could bump him up a little bit more. If you're looking for a guy, I think this is an open competition. Between uh, Jake Ferguson, Peyton Hendershot, Luke Schoemaker. I think he's got the possibility to win this job because I think we saw the versatility he brought to the table at Michigan. Could run, can run all the routes, was a good blocker, was good in the run game, good in pass protection. He's got a real chance to see a lot of yeah. the field. Second down, uh, second round? Yep, second round. I, I personally don't think Hendershot's any good. I think Ferguson's I like don't okay. Either. Yeah, um, I think Ferguson's good. Yeah, shit, man. I'm definitely interested in this guy. Uh, my dynasty draft. I'm I'm this 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 talk just talking out loud about this is convincing me to get second round picks. I think that might be better value than the mid to end of the first round is getting more chances in the second round. What's the highest? Where's the highest you would take uh, Luke Shawmaker if you need a tight end? I'm I'm thinking out loud to myself that at like sure. two ten if he's there I'm definitely taking him if I do that okay. trade. Yeah, I, I listen if you, if you need a tight end at that point. I it, don't. I have Mark Andrews, but I, I'm I'm all I'm always I'm I'm always of the belief that you can never have too much talent. I'm not a big oh I need this I need that. I take best players available because worst sure. case scenario is I trade what I have or I trade this. So right. There's no such thing as you don't need things in, in, in dynasty fantasy football with the way things change. So, um, yeah. Uh, and I made this mistake last year with the tight end position. I liked Isaiah Likely, and I wanted him as a handcuff, and I completely neglected it. I, you know, tried – I really needed running backs last year, so I took, like, Cantney Ingram or, like, you know. Yeah. Traded up once a lot for Damian Pierce, but – and then I traded him for Nick Chubb. About, you got to – telling you, you got to sell socks high, but You got to do what you got to do. And yeah, you have, Nick, you have Nick Chubb instead of worrying about the running back for the Houston Texans. Um, exactly. I want to I want to talk about the remaining quarterbacks here. I want to talk about Will Levis. I want to talk about Hendon Hooker. Let's start with Hooker first. Jake, where or where are you potentially looking at Hendon Hooker? Third round? If that, man. If that. Because I don't know when he's playing. Like, I can yeah. get somebody that can help me. Like, probably won't be on my draft board if we're being completely honest. And then finally, Will Levis. Levis is interesting. I think third round is cool for him because he's going to play next year. So, um, yeah. I have him right at the right at the back end. I have him right at the back end of of round two. So I have him Levis twenty third overall in a twelve team league. If you if you need a quarterback and you could afford to wait a year, like say say your quarterbacks right now, or you have Aaron Rodgers, Brock <laughs> Purdy. And I don't know, 
uh, Ryan Tannehill. And you need another option potentially for next year, young, a younger option. If Brock Purdy's not the guy, then yeah, we'll let us at the back end of round two. Sure. I don't have an issue with that. I have I'm, listen, I'm gonna be in the quarterback market. Um yeah, I might have to make that trade, man. I'm really just thinking out loud to myself. But yeah. So the rookie discussion is done, but we're not done because I wanted to talk about some potential buy lows and sell highs as a result of the NFL draft. And I think one of the big ones that everyone is going to potentially be talking about is, of course, now what do you do with the running backs that won as a result of the draft? Looking at Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, Miles Sanders, as we talked about on the Winners and Losers show. Uh, Jake, is it crazy to say that all three of those guys are actually sells right now? I'm trying to get out of Joe Mixon a year early, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, so completely agree there. You don't want to be too late on guys. So um, I, I think Mixon is definitely a sell high. I think Dalvin Cook is a nice little sell high as well. Uh, who's the other guy you said? It was Mixon, Dalvin uh, Cook. Miles and... Sanders. Now, Sanders, I don't I, I don't know about Sanders. I think Sanders is still an interesting little buy low, to be honest with you. Um, Ooh, interesting. the biggest name. Yeah, man. Uh, I think that Sanders is still a nice little buy low, but Mixon, I think this is the year to get rid of Mixon if you have him. You want to be a year early on this. Um, you can still sell him for, you know, something something good that can help you in the future. I'm, I'm looking into it very actively. Um, unfortunately, not the best year for a rookie draft to be trading first-round picks. I may trade him for a first-round pick next year. That maybe. is what... That is what I would definitely look to explore. That, just that's to load that's definitely up a big maybe. For next year. Yeah, may, maybe like a nice little young player and a first round pick next year. That's definitely on the forefront of my mind, and I think that's definitely much more swingable um, than than a first this year. So, yeah. How about Javante Williams? Is he a buy low or is he or is he a? I don't even know. I won't say sell high. Is he, he? Is he a sell? He's a hold. Okay. He's a hold. Um, because you're not getting what you invested in the kid, which at the time was a top five pick in the rookie draft uh, in 2021. You're not getting that in return on your investment. He's not, and he's always going to have some form of value, if that makes sense. He's not a guy where you're going to get absolutely nothing for him. You'll you'll always get something for him. The different, like, let's just say he's in line with what his production was last year before he got hurt you're still going to get something that can help you. You're not going to get any less than what you were going to last year, in my opinion, um, because he'll still be on the football field. So he he's a hold for now, for sure. And then Christian Watson, what would you advise the Christian Watson managers? Patience, patience, patience? Look, I, I well, I sent you this trade as well. It was somebody tried trading me DeAndre Swift and pick 1-4 for Christian Watson in 1-7. I declined it. I think Watson is a good little sell, sell uh, buy low. Uh, right now, um, I could definitely see him being a guy that smashes where he gets drafted and redrafts, especially. Um, and also, let's face it, man. I mean, Green Bay is going to be losing some games this year. Like, yeah, throw, throw, throw. So with the suspension, Jameson Williams going to miss six games. Not good after he missed basically all of last year. 
No. If you are a Jameson Williams manager and someone offers you a late first round pick for him, a hundred percent, nobody's offering you anything for that guy right now. But yeah, first if first rounder, late first round pick. Yeah, fuck. Oh, excuse me, but yes, I I am doing that trade. Like what? That you drafted him in the late first round last year. So you're you're just you're selling out completely. Oh hell! If somebody's offering a, a late first for that guy, sign R in this in, in this rookie draft. That next yeah, year. I don't love it this year in the first round, but hey, man, like you know, if you're telling me I can get a guy on my list, like if I needed a quarterback and one's there for me late in the first round, oh my god, I'm in. Like, and what are you what are you doing with Alvin Kamara? You have to hold him. Yeah, you, you have to hold him. I mean, he's a good little buy low. Don't get me wrong. If you're a team that's like maybe a piece or two away, and you have the depth to withstand a six game suspension, but you want to lock and load at Alvin Kamara, which I think with Derek Carr, he definitely returns to a little bit more of a higher ceiling than he was with whoever was playing quarterback for the Saints last year. Um, but he's either a buy low or a hold. Um, because I don't think you can sell him on name value anymore in fantasy, particularly in a dynasty format. And then one that I wanted to talk about, because we've gotten a a bunch of questions about this when looking at this from a dynasty perspective, and that is the Jacksonville wide receivers, Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley. Jake, what are you doing with both of them? Because I know we are both very much in the same line with this in redraft, that we both are more Christian Kirk fans than we are Calvin Ridley fans. What are you doing with them in Dynasty? I would sell Calvin Ridley high, and I don't think Calvin Ridley's value will ever be higher than it is this year. Like if you if you stood by him with the suspension, if you bought low on him during the suspension, like this is your chance to cash in the winning ticket right here, um, and, and get something surefire on your roster. So he's a sell high for me, and I think Kirk is a good little buy low. He doesn't have the hype. He's not the biggest name in the world, but if you're a, t- a guy that's you know, looking for a quality flex option, somebody that can play matchups. And that's a really high upside flex wide receiver three type wide receiver. Even if he's a wide receiver four, you're doing very well for yourself um, with your fantasy team. I, I think he's a fine option there and he won't cost you a whole lot. Won't cost you nearly as much as what you probably have to give up for Calvin Ridley. Are there any buy lows and sell highs just generally that you're looking at? Just rattle them off really quick. I think Isaiah Pacheco is a phenomenal buy low right now. Is he is he a buy low though? I think he is because I think he's going to absolutely smash that ADP right now. So in my dynasty ranks, let me just find him. I have Pacheco as my RB twenty five. I think he's going to smash that. I really do. Yeah, let um, me listen. He's he's there's nobody else there right now. I think the Clyde Edwards Alaire yeah. thing is dead. Jarek McKinnon, as of right now, is not back there. But even if Jarek McKinnon does go back there, like, are we really worried no. about Isaiah Pacheco all that much? I'm very, very, very into Isaiah Pacheco, um, no doubt. So uh, I think Pacheco is a phenomenal bylaw. I'm trying to get my hands on Pacheco, just the owner. This this particular manager, whenever I call about a player, he raises his price by, like, 1000 because he doesn't want to yeah. be wrong. Um, it's annoying. I would sell him. DJ Moore, I'm selling. Uh, that was actually the trade it was. It was DJ Moore in 1-4, not DeAndre Swift. It was DeAndre Swift that might have considered it. Um, How about DeAndre Swift as a sell? 
Yeah, I mean, look, if you if you don't like him, this is your time. I actually like DeAndre Swift. So I would probably hang on to him uh, in sure. the Eagles' offense, but I, I would not blame you if you were if you know you you put up with him for years and you're finally looking to get out of that business and wipe what your about hands. DeAndre Swift, DeAndre Swift for Rashad White and a late second round pick. I'd rather have Rashad White than DeAndre Swift in in dynasty formats. I think. Yeah. Okay, so you, so you would do that. I would do that From if I was Swift getting, Oh yeah, yeah I, would I, I would do that. I would do that. Uh, what about DeAndre Swift for Damian Pierce in the third? No, no, I, I'm just not into Pierce in the Texans' offense right now. Pierce in the Pierce in the mid second. No, not enough talent in this draft in the mid second. What about what about DeAndre Swift for what DeAndre Swift? For when, when it happens, uh, no, DeAndre Swift for J.K. Dobbins in the third. No, DeAndre I would rather have Swift. Dobbins in the second. No, draft's not good enough. I, I let me give you some okay. names. I would take for DeAndre sure. Swift. I would take I would take Pacheco. Uh-huh. Um, I would take. I mean, shit, man. I, I would take James Cook too. I think over him. Uh, if you're really done, because Cook should have an easier pathway to playing. That might be stretching it. Um, guys like Travis Etienne, I'd rather have Aaron um, Jones. No, Jones is a little older for me. I'd rather have AJ Dillon though than than DeAndre Swift. I think. Hmm. Interesting. Um. Interesting. Yeah, because Jones is probably gonna be done after this year, and I think Dillon's will be the the lead back. Um, what about what about the guy we talked about to really start this whole segment off? What about Javante Williams? Yeah, I think I think I'd rather have uh, Williams for Dynasty. Yeah, younger. Najee Harris. No, I think Najee shot. Okay. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. Inter- Dude, Najee reminds me so much of Trent Richardson. It's not even funny. The comparisons are very similar. They are. They are very. Very. I think. Similar. I think Najee is so shot, and he has no like burst, and he has no like ability to change direction anymore. If someone is looking to get out of this situation potentially, what about? Drake London, DeAndre Swift for Drake oh, London I'd, and I'd, like I'd, a third. I'd rather have London because you have to figure they're going to get the quarterback situation resolved in Atlanta, uh, right? Yeah, you you would think so. You would you would at least think that they would get the quarterback situation fi- uh, at least figured out. Um, I think London is a nice little buy low now that you mention it. Um, how about for us a couple sell highs? But um, how about Ramondre Stevenson as a sell high? Oh my God, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, even though, even though right now I have I have in the top thirty pick. Like, if you're if you're a rebuilding team, or you're a team that you know is probably headed towards a rebuild, and you have Ramondre Stevenson, do you just decide to just say, you know, look, pack it in for the year, try and just get assets for next year, and just try and get try and get a first round pick for next year? Yeah, I mean. I, I just don't really see the opportunity with this Pats offense. Um, I could just see, and you know how Bill Belichick is. Like, would it shock you to see some, like, date, like undrafted free? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's too unpredictable for me. Right. Like, Pierre Strong gets a role or something like ha- that. I actually have Pierre Strong, so I wouldn't hate that. But um, he he's, he's a good sell high. And, dude, call me nuts. Call me nuts. Sure. Because I think this is your last chance to really get like absurd value. I think Cooper Cup is a great sell high in Dynasty. I think so. I I, I think Stafford maybe has another year left, but 
I would sell him high, man. You're just the the opportunity to get back just a king's ransom for Cooper Cup is dwindling. I think this is the last year where you're going to get big value for Cooper Cup. I think Cup is a nice sell high, and I think Debo is a nice sell high too. Yes, yes, I think they both they both are. Uh, I'm just trying to see if there's anything else. I th- I think we covered everything. I think we covered everything that we want that we wanted to cover. Yeah, man. I mean. We'll see. I'll let you know how I'll let you know how my draft goes. Yeah, I, I'm please. thinking about taking that trade, but I can't, I like to see how the draft board falls. If that makes sense, because I don't right. want to make that trade and then I'm sitting there like, why did you do that? You make why it, did I do that? You make like, it when you're on the clock. You make it when you're on the clock. Yeah, because I'm saying Flowers is there. I'm going to take him. I'm, I'm right. hoping somebody passes on him. Right, and and you wait and see. And that's what that's what I urge with all of our listeners: patience. Yep. Patience. Yeah. Don't make don't make a trade just to make a trade. I completely agree, and that's that's what I don't want to do. I want to see how the yes. board falls because I don't think these managers have enough intelligence to draft <laughs> the way I think. I'm being serious, so. <laughs> well, that's going to be it for this Dynasty episode of the Best Talk Podcast Finish Show. We'll be doing more Dynasty episodes throughout the throughout the pre-draft process. We are now officially in it. Uh, join us on Friday where Adam and I will be doing our first mock draft for fantasy. We will be uh, taking a look at the uh, pre-draft rankings, we will be going through and using the Fantasy Pros uh, draft simulator. So, which, by the way, if you don't know, um, I contribute to that. So, when you see something happening on the Fantasy Pros draft simulator, you know who you could thank for that one. So, definitely check us out on uh, on Friday for that. Make sure you listen to the Winners and Losers show on Monday that Jake and I did. And everyone have a very lovely weekend. Uh, we will be back on Friday. Then we will also be back on Monday. And then Jake will be making his triumphant return next week to the Basement Talk podcast. He'll be headed home. We, uh, I'll let, I'll, we'll, we'll talk. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll plan on that. Yeah, he'll be the next time you hear. Next time you hear from Jake, he'll be on the Basement Talk podcast. How about that? Yes. Yeah. Next time you hear from Jake, he'll be on the Basement Talk podcast. So for Jake, I am Bird. Thank you so much for listening to the Basement Talk podcast and show, and we will catch you on the next one. Bye bye.